0: Hello and welcome, my beloved Heart to Heart family. Welcome to Heart to Heart here with Alicia. And today, my beloved brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about religion and kingdom. Which do you prefer? To be religious or to be a kingdom citizen? Maybe you say, well, can I be both? Well, our Father and our Savior is not religious at all. And if you think about it, beloved, in the scripture, our Savior, who did he, whom did he criticize? The religious leaders Religion has caused wars. Religion has caused people to be killed. Religion has caused people to walk away from the Father. Religion has let so many people down. And religion has imprisoned many religion versus kingdom now the kingdom is unstoppable you can't stop the kingdom our Savior brought the kingdom in Isaiah when he spoke of him coming with the government on his shoulders your know, government is a kingdom. And what did he say after he came out from the wilderness after 40 40 days and 40 nights of fasting? What was his first sermon? And that he preached from then on was, repent for the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom has come. The kingdom has come. And also. He said in scripture. I must preach. The gospel or the good news. Of the kingdom. Because that is why I came. That is why I was sent. In the kingdom there's healing. There's deliverance. There's peace. Peace. There's joy. There's protection in the kingdom. But in religion, it's a lot of rules and regulations. You know, you can control a religion because religion has to do with rituals, activities, and traditions. You can put limitations on Religion, you can even buy off religion. Many religious leaders have been bought off all the way back in the days of our Savior. Religious leaders paid off the Roman soldiers to say that in the Bible, Jesus, Yahushua was stolen instead of being resurrected. These were religious leaders. me I prefer kingdom you know I have some people say oh you're very religious huh and they don't understand And I said I said no absolutely not I'm not religious they go oh but I thought you were a Christian I say well I know that's what people refer to me as because they I'm a follower of Jesus whom I know as Yahusha I say but I am a kingdom citizen a set apart called out citizen of the kingdom and an ambassador for the kingdom. I'm not a Christian, I'm not a religious Christian. I'm not a part of a religion. I'm in a relationship, an intimate relationship with my heavenly father, my baba and my elder brother, my Guga, my savior, Yahusha, who's known as Jesus. Which do you prefer? You can't stop a kingdom. You can't contain the kingdom, but you can contain a religion. You can stop a religion from spreading. You can contain it. You can stop religious people from gathering together, but you can't stop a kingdom. You can't stop the kingdom. And they say his government will be forever. His kingdom will be forever. The kingdom of Yah, which your Bible says the kingdom of God, is in us. He brought the kingdom back to us. I prefer the kingdom of You know, in Acts 8, the religious leaders, the religious people, they murdered, they martyred and murdered Stephen, stoned him to death. And Paul was right there, who was Saul then, right there with him. He was a religious Pharisee a leader. Religious people Executed or crucified our savior. Religion. Religious people went on a crusade, going to kill the the, the infidels. and it was a bunch of rapers and robbers and that were just going over there to have fun and get their fill. Up. Like I say, religion has started wars. Religion doesn't heal you. Religion doesn't save you. Religion doesn't give you peace. It gives you things to do, keeps you busy. But why would anybody want to be religious when their Savior and Father is not religious at all? He did not give man a religion. He gave them a relationship. Man, Adam, and Kua who's known as Eve, did not fall from religion. They fell from dominion. They fell from a personal relationship with their father who had given them dominion over the whole earth. There was no such thing as religion. You know, I'm told one of the root words of religion is to search. I look at religion as man's way of searching for the Father searching for God, searching for Yah, in a relationship. You have, you found Him. You're He's with you. You're there. Sometimes our prayers are so religious they won't even be heard by the Father. They're so st- stiff and religious instead of intimate and personal, like you're talking to your. Father, you're talking to your Savior, your elder brother, the one who loved you so much. He came as a man of flesh, turned had his word become flesh, and came himself in the flesh, in sinful flesh, to live, die for us, to heal us, to save us. You need to know him. Get in a relationship, a personal relationship where you hear him. You know he laughs. I've heard him laugh. We Sometimes we don't even think of him as a real person. He laughs. He has a sense of humor. Our Savior, even said, the Bible said, Jesus wept. He weeps with us. And you know, our Heavenly Father, He sings over us. Excuse me. He sings over us. And when we're talking to Him from our heart, that's what He told me was praying in the Spirit. When I was talking to him, I was driving my car. I know I spoke about this, spoken about this a few times, on the on the Bay Bridge, going from San Francisco, crossing Oakland, Berkeley to Richmond, California, and I was just pouring out my heart. And I was just talking to him, you know, telling him how, you know, how I wanted him and loved him and needed him and and. You know, forgive me for the mistakes of me. I can't remember everything I was praying, but I was, I was just being totally transparent and honest with him, and and I heard his voice just as sweet and soft say to me, that is praying in the spirit, and I never forgot that. Like I said, I hadn't heard about that, you know, then where when you speaking in an unknown tongue, that's praying in the spirit. I had, I wasn't familiar with that then. So now when people say that is praying in the spirit, I automatically go back to, to remember what I heard, what he told me was praying in the spirit. So that's what I refer to. But religion will have you doing some silly things sometimes, too. I'm I'm serious. Religion will confuse you and disappoint you. The kingdom will never confuse you or disappoint you. I I just want to read this little... Uh, in Acts in uh, Acts eight, starting at twelve. This is what um, Philip said. But when they believed, the people he was speaking to, Philip's when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of Yah. The Bible says the kingdom of God, and the name of Yahushua Mashiach. The Bible says the name of Jesus Christ. They were baptized, both men and women. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Religion does not bring forth miracles and signs and wonders. Mm -mm. Kingdom does. In the, there's healing in the kingdom. There's prosperity. There's peace. There's love in the kingdom. There's joy in the kingdom. There's power in the kingdom. What do you prefer? Being a religious Christian? Or a kingdom citizen? You know, it says, the kingdom is not in word, it's in power. Hallelujah. You know, and, uh, you know, some people may not like it. And I'm not, I mean, I, for many years, I was dissatisfied with being a Christian And I see too many people that profess Christianity that are called Christians, but they're still living, they're doing the same thing that the people are doing in the quote, unquote, so-called the world. They're sleeping with their boyfriends, getting pregnant before marriage, uh, drinking, going out uh, with the girls or with the guys and getting drunk, letting your hair down, so to speak, gambling in Las Vegas or Reno playing the lottery oh yeah and they say I'm a Christian and you can say they're a Christian you can't do those things and say you're a kingdom citizen absolutely not so kingdom citizen is also an ambassador ambassador represents the kingdom represents their governor and their government their government and the governor they don't have their own opinion Christians have their own opinion. There's some, well, you know, I I think that um, uh, it's okay, as long as people love each other, it doesn't matter if it's two men or two women or whatever. You know, that's, that's their opinion. See? They have their opinion. But let me tell you about opinions. Everybody has one. Everybody has an opinion. They're just like noses. Everybody have one. And there's a couple of holes in each and every one, just like there's two holes in the nose. But then, when you're an ambassador, a city, kingdom citizen, you don't have an opinion. You say, "My governor's view on this is my kingdom view on this is," and then you state what they, what the kingdom and your governor says. And you know, Yahusha is our governor and right now this this set apart spirit the holy spirit that dwells in us he's the governor of the kingdom of yah inside of us here he's the one that's here on earth with us in us if you give your own opinion or do anything against the kingdom or the the, the government or the governor of the kingdom or the king you would be recalled you no longer be considered, could be an ambassador You are, because you misrepresented. But you can continue doing the same thing over and over again and call yourself a Christian. Now, it shouldn't be like that, but it is. And so many people blame our precious, pure, righteous, non-religious Heavenly Father and Savior for what Christians do. Now, please don't be angry with me. understand what I'm saying. Graduate okay you're a Christian now graduate to a citizen because the Bible the scripture calls us says we're to be it's called just the, the called out and set apart assembly, the called out assembly and before there were people were called they were followers of the way. Christian was written way in the New Testament, and the, the back in Acts three times, but over I think was it twenty eight times or more. It was the, the way they were, because Saul was going to Damascus to punish this way, the way, and who is the way? Yahushua is the way. Jesus is the way, and they were followers of the way. It was a called-out assembly. I'm just saying, don't be satisfied with just being religious, a religious Christian. Become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Become a person with an intimate relationship with your Father and your Savior, and your best friend here on earth. The most, your best friend and the most important person on the earth right now is the set-apart Spirit. And I call him Yaru Kadash, but you would call him the Holy Spirit. He's the one that he dwells in us. He's not on the outside. Remember, spirits cannot. Spirits are illegal on the earth. That's why he has to be in us. And again, I say that's why demonic spirits and dark spirits, evil spirits, want to enter a person to work through because they're illegal on their own. They can't do their work on their own. They can scare you. They can't do anything to you, but they'll scare you. And get, and see when you get fear, you let the spirit of fear come and that opens the door for them to enter you, see? And that's why our father couldn't come on his own, come as himself, you know? Like, because he is a spirit. He says, Yah's a spirit, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. He was illegal, he had to go. I mean, he had to be, think about this. He had to be in, a, in the womb of a woman. The Almighty. He had to start as an embryo and grow. And he had to go through a birth canal. When you think about that, isn't that, I mean, that's incredible. He had to, to wear diapers. He had to be breastfed. He had to be potty trained. He didn't come here speaking Hebrew with full set of teeth and preaching. He came, started just like we did. So he could understand and he could pay for our shortcomings, man's wrongdoing. So he had to come as, as us. Now people say, well, he was 100% God. He, yeah, He was, yes, the Messiah. Yes, he was. But he did everything on earth as a 100% man. If you notice, sometimes he would sometime refer to himself on earth as the son of man. When he talked about his, in heaven, his, his uh, being Messiah, his divinity, he was the son of, son of Yah, son of God. He did that for you. He did that for me. He had to do what his mother and father said. He had to deal with brothers and sisters. I mean, he lived a regular life. And it's not taken from him. Because if he didn't live a regular life, he couldn't pay for what. He couldn't do what he did for us. It would be illegal. He felt every whip. Every every punch. Every piece of skin they tore out of his body with that whip with the cattails and the and the glass and the and the metal nails on the end of it. When they pulled his hair out of his beard, when they pierced pushed that crown of thorns down on his head, he felt that. Just like you and I would feel it. It wasn't made easier for him. As a matter of fact, I think it was harder, knowing that he who he was and how Righteous, and you would say holy and pure he was, and how powerful he was, but he was, and he had to allow them to do this to him because he, he allowed it. For us, that had to be harder. Now, if it were you and I, we would say, "Oh, forget this." We'd have turned it over and took our to say, "Forget this," and used our power, and, and, and destroy them. And say, "Forget, I'm not going through this for them," and he was dying for the very people's. Also, who were murdering him, who was persecuting him, executing him, crucifying him—the very ones too—he he paid for the sins of the world. That's harder. Don't be religious, family. A lot of people go to can go to church, to be religious, and all. Oh, they, they, you ever hear some people say, "I religiously go to the gym every day." It's something you do all the time. Religion is something you do. Relationship is something you be. A citizen, an ambassador called out citizen is something you be. You become, not do. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. There's more. There's more. And you know, when you when you become a sold out, called out, set apart kingdom citizen and ambassador, he becomes real to you. You know him better. And when he's really real to you, he can and will be really real for you. That's how I'm living. Sometimes in religion, people—that's in like religion people can turn around and get mad at him when something happens. And like, well, you know, when you know, I don't know why you—you could have stopped this. I don't know why you did this guy. I mean, that there—that's that. God is in complete control, and and he does everything. That is that that demonic evil doctrine that was planted in the church by Satan. I'm positive. Accusing our father of all these horrendous things. He paid for, he paid it all. Well, the song I said, Jesus paid it all. He paid for everything. He's not even angry anymore. His wrath was kindled, was set through his son, himself, who became his son, his flesh, all that he went through. Why would he still be angry now? If he already paid for the sins of the world. And that means past, present, and future. The sins of the world. Because now, though he's not in charge on the earth because, I mean, his choice, self-imposed limitations. He put on himself by giving you free will and me free will. You can do whatever you want to do. You can turn me off. You can say, I don't believe her. Or you can listen to me. You have free will. And a lot of times, people blame our Heavenly Father for their poor and bad choices. I had somebody say, well, it, it, it must have what it had wanted it to happen because that's, that's, what, that's what happened. No, you didn't do anything. What you, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You did nothing. So that's why it happened. It wasn't because he wanted it. Let's take responsibility for our own bad decisions and bad choices or lack of decisions and choices. Anyway, give our father a break. And you'll be giving yourself a break because he, I mean, he doesn't need your break. You to give him a break. You need it (laughs) because it keeps you away from being close to him, in love with him, totally trusting him to be intimate with him. He loves you so much. He really does. And beloved, I do too. Maybe my messages have gotten a little sterner or something, but because I love you, I care, and I love the Father. It's like I'm responsible. I've, I've got to start preaching what He puts in my heart. I mean, maybe some of these things you won't hear in church. You know, I know that's the way it is on a um, whole kingdom ministry. But here, heart to heart, this is where the mass is. This is where the thousands of listeners are. And he wants you to hear that. Well, okay, think about that. Religion versus kingdom. Being a religious Christian, or being a powerful citizen, called out, set apart, powerful citizen of the kingdom of heaven, which do you choose? All right, before before I leave, beloved, I tell you I'm um, a little late. Um, Savannah contacted, uh, contracted, whatever, what I'm trying to say. Uh, COVID-19 again, yeah. And you know, I don't know if you, if I explained it all the way. Uh, you see, Savannah is like she's like a spiritual daughter of mine, and she, on her own, she was it was put on her heart to start a a podcast in my name. She said, Mom, I'm starting a podcast. So she's the administrator. I make the podcast and then I send it to her. So she was sick and I was not going to have her. She was having chills and sore throat and fever. So I was not going to bother her with that. And in the meantime, you all knew about my little Teddy. Well, my Teddy died. He was with me 17 years and three months. And the people say, well, that's a long time. It breaks my heart. But what really breaks my heart is the way. He didn't just die from it. He died from a reaction from medicine that a doctor gave him. And strangled in my arms. Ah, it breaks my heart. I'm trying to get that vision out of my mind. I know he was going to leave me. I was hoping he would leave In his sleep, you know, I prayed. I wanted him to. I wanted to be home with him, and I wanted him to be in my arms. I was home with him, and he was in my arms. But I felt so helpless when I when his the medicine caused his throat to close, and he gagged it. Well, you know. So, well, that's not. (laughs) I didn't. That's why I waited. I didn't want to. And I wasn't going to mention it, but and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about the way he died again. I'm hoping it can be erased out of my mind. He was such a sweet boy, such a good boy. He was perfect. He went everywhere with me. Work, church, restaurants. Even when I was singing in a nightclub, he was there. People would invite me to dinner, and they know how I was. Pretend they would invite Teddy too, and he would have a chair sitting next to me. He never pee pee poo poo on the floor, and when we would go places, if I could be there for if I'd be there four hours, he'd stay in the bag. He wouldn't want to get out. Just let me know when I take him out to use the bathroom. He was just perfect for me, and I know y'all gave him to me because, you know, he's been with me almost the entire time I've been here in Taiwan. Seventeen years and three months, almost the entire time I've lived in Taiwan, and I can't. It's really hard right now for me to imagine him not being here with me. You know? I know that yah used him to help me stay in Taiwan. I was able to stay here by myself longer having him. I had you know and he loved me. If if nobody else in Taiwan loved me, I knew he did. And he would have given his little life to protect me. So you know, I um let me I wasn't thinking about it, but I wrote a I wrote a little poem I put pictures of, beautiful pictures of him and I on um, Facebook. And I wrote a little poem for him. I want to read it to you before I say goodbye. Oh, by the way, he died on the 13th of this month at 8 a.m. in the morning. It's called Goodbye, Teddy. My soul weeps at the loss of you. A tiny little creature I grew to love with all my heart. My friend, my companion, at times my baby boy. I'm so sorry you had to go. We had to part. I know you were created for me by my loving creator. You were perfect, exactly what I needed. Teddy, the joy you gave me the past 17 years was a precious gift and my heart is where I'll keep it. I loved you and I know you loved me too. That's why you held on and was able to stay so long. I really appreciate that. I promise I will never forget it. Thank you, y'all, for giving me my sweet teddy. Yeah. Okay, beloved. Thank you for joining me here at Heart to Heart. And until... We meet again. Y'all willing? And I live to do so. Shalom. Peace be with you.